0: Welcome to this episode. Let's chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. I am recording this on my iPhone, uh, but we do have a great guest today. We have Jessica Rhodes, the CEO and founder of Interview Connections, the premier guest booking agency for podcasters and guest experts, teaching you how to rock the podcast from both sides of the mic. Jessica is awesome. She started this wonderful Rhode Island podcast group, and that's kind of how we met. And because of that group, that's how I ended up on another podcast based out of our, the state I'm based in, uh, that Newport show. That was a ton of fun. And, uh, so Jessica has a podcast company, and it's in Rhode Island. So that's, like, my dream come true, because that's, like, my goal one day is to work in podcasting. Uh, so it was so crazy to find out that something so close to home exists. I got connected with just t- with jessica through our mutual friend and next week's guest actually uh aaron alexander she has a great podcast called the business of soul searching she'll come up uh she'll check out that show too uh but jessica's really cool really really nice um i really feel like we connected uh, i had a lot of fun recording this episode i got to meet some of the staff interview connections so they were all super nice and it was cool my one of my dreams has always been to record in a podcast studio which this episode was the first time i've ever recorded in a podcast studio so that was a uh, Recording studio. So that was like really cool. Uh, You know, make sure you check her out on uh, Facebook, which is just at Jessica Rhodes, R H O D E S, biz. Uh, The website, Interview Connections. You know, the thing about if you're listening to this, like you're like me, like a fellow, just someone who's doing a podcast and you're not uh, making money or putting much money into it. You're still going to get a lot of value if you follow Jessica Rhodes and interview connections on Facebook, Twitter, especially Instagram. They do all these really fun Instagram stories, which I really enjoy. Um, Jessica makes these awesome memes and videos, and she literally is just giving you information about podcasting. She's really just kind of changed the game for me and I'm kind of starting to look at it differently like, oh yeah, maybe I can make money from this. So that is something I'm hoping to do at some point, but um, just a wonderful episode. I can't thank them enough for letting me come to the office to record this episode. We had a ton of fun, and it's interesting to talk to someone who's involved in the podcast industry from a different perspective, more of an entrepreneurial. Uh, so Jessica, you could also check out one of her po- two podcasts she has, Interview Connections Podcast, The Podcast Producers. You could check out her book, and maybe you've seen her speak at things like Podcast mo- Podcast Movement. Uh, Jessica is everywhere. As always, uh, find me on... Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Let's Chat Podcast, and uh, one really cool thing when I was listening back to this interview, as I started talking about my daughter, Felicity, who was supposed to be born on May 6th, and uh, when we recorded this interview, that was the plan, and she was actually born on March 30th, so it's kind of funny to like listen back, and be like, oh yeah, at that point, no one knew her name, and uh, now I have a three-week-old, so, uh, ah, well, as, like I said in the last couple intros... Uh, the show will be going on a hiatus after next week. Just going to figure out life with a newborn. But uh stay tuned, and let's get to it. Do- the hard, the hard You never thought that hip-hop would take it this fall Now I'm in the limelight Cause I wrong tight Time to get paid Blow up like the world train sist Papa Win a woman when I used to eat sardines for dinner. Peace to Bro G,ruy Be get to bring. Folk Master Flex love Bu Star C. I well where are you from? Because that's my first question. I
1: grew up outside of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went, I grew up, um, I went to Downtown High School. So I grew up outside Philadelphia and then I went to Temple University for four years, lived in the city in the um, worst neighborhoods that I could find for, <laughs> you know, fun. Um, also the only affordable places to live. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to Rhode Island in 2010. Um, that's why I moved here. Really? Yeah. Where were you living before? Connecticut.
0: That's where I'm from.
1: Got it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so... Yeah. My husband was already um, living up here. We were long distance in college. And so when he, when I graduated college, I was moving up here the day after my graduation ceremony.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I met my now wife, but she was, uh, I was living in Connecticut. She was living in Providence, too of PC. And then I moved here in like, I think, I think 2010. I got to do my, ma- what are we in 2017?
1: Yeah. Wow. Seven years. Yeah. I know. I had that realization the other day. I was like, I have lived in Rhode Island for seven years. Yeah.
0: And I'd even just coming here, I was like, oh, I've been in this part of Warwick. And I was like, that's embarrassing because I've been here <laughs> for seven years. But I just moved to Providence and I've been living in Providence. Yeah. When I run. first
1: moved here, I worked in a congressional campaign in 2010. And a lot of the other kids working on the campaign, kids, well, we were in our early 20s, um, they were brown students and brown students often never leave the east side
0: yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) like
1: for the first like we were on a congressional campaign so we were going to newport and all these other you know um counties in the state and they had never left the east side i'm like but you've lived here for several years they're like yeah they just around college hill
0: (laughs) well i first moved here i moved into the west end and then like i worked on Cranston street where i could walk to and then i was also working downtown and I just did like a solid year of living in Providence, would never leaving that little area. Yeah, but I try to explore. I like to, I like to get out. Yeah, it's um, because I'm, I'm very interested because like I love what you're doing here and like making jobs in Rhode Island for podcasting, which I never yes. thought was possible.
1: I know it's, it's,
0: it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I um, I started my business four years ago, just working from home. I was, yeah, you know, it was just because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I, I now have two kids. I have a four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Aww. So I just started, my dad was like, You could be a virtual assistant, just do basically freelancing work for entrepreneurs. Well, yeah,
0: sorry, that's why I want mm-hmm. to say everyone listening. Um, I was reading about you and I was like, What the hell is that? <laughs> I feel like you're you're such a different world than I'm used to so that's why I'm so excited to talk to you cuz yeah. I do to talk to like entrepreneurs or this and you you said that so blasé, but I'm sure people listening are like more like <laughs> me like what A who and what? So what,
1: <laughs> That's kind of how I felt when yeah, I first started it. What, what is
0: it. that? What is a virtual assistant?
1: So a virtual assistant is a self-employed person who provides services virtually. So it's a freelancing is a term I'm sure most people Mm -hmm. have heard of. Mm -hmm. So they're essentially freelancers. Now, they're also people that could have an incorporated business. They could have employees and team members that are also helping them fulfill services for their clients. So when I started, I was essentially a freelancer. Um, I was doing social media marketing, client support work, administrative work, like checking links and, um, you know organizing somebody's youtube channel by category yeah yeah. so i was doing those kinds of tasks my dad is an entrepreneur yeah he's a business coach so he was my first client and kind of got me started and started Mm. referring me to a couple people before i got kind of um pick things up and figured out where my niche was
0: and so before that, you work in politics? so
1: Yeah, I worked for Clean Water Action. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know So I was in their canvassing department. So I was a canvasser, started there when I was 19 up down in Philadelphia. And oh. for those of you who don't know what a canvasser is, we go door to door, house to house. We fundraised. We got people to sign up and become members of the organization. Um, we saved the world one door at a time.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And
1: um, so I did that for six years. I worked my way up and right before I left, I was canvas directing. I was directing the canvas staff in Providence. So and then I worked on a congressional campaign somewhere in there. So I've always been very political. And so to go from nonprofit and political activism mm-hmm. into um running my own business and
0: being oh, yeah. focused on like
1: marketing and profits. It was like it, yeah, a yeah. big switch.
0: <laughs> I come from the nonprofit world and mm-hmm. seeking to leave said world probably for the same reasons you are, um, or did I would just imagine when you start to have uh, start a family and you're totally like, you're, you're like hmm I need to make more money not less money
1: right 100% <laughs> I mean I I left because I mean not I mean it was kind of I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and I'm like well I can't have this I can't have this job and be the kind of mom that I want to be yeah. um because they're long days you know your job is like basically your identity um yeah. And so, yeah, so that's why I left. And and then as I leave, I look around and I was like, oh, not a lot of people have kids when they work in nonprofit and activism. God. I mean, some do, but they probably have a spouse who makes more money.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you find a correlation from doing that to this with like, um, in my field, like I work in mental health. Yeah. Big uh, work-life balance people, I'm sure. That- oh,
1: yeah. People are all about their work life. Well, yeah. it's kind of funny because you get the entrepreneurs that are like, you know, single, no kids, and they are like in their business, like eighty hours a week. Um, but a lot of the entrepreneurs that I'm friends with are family people. You know, they yeah. have kids and they're married, and they focus a lot on their personal development and their their health and their mental health and their like the health of their relationships and stuff like that. So I definitely see that a lot more in the business world that I'm in now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just – I love tracking people's because, I like, if you, like, almost, like, made, like, a movie about your life, like, you made the moment of, like, I'm going to leave my career and then do something – what is it, Monty Python? And now for something completely different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love those stories. I'm yeah. fascinating,
1: The funny thing is, though – there's so many similarities that I'm seeing in my life and my job in my business now to before. Now it's different than and then I'm not working a nonprofit. I'm not a political activist in yeah. my business. Um, but the actually the organizational structure of my business now is very similar to the yeah. organizational structure that I had in the canvas. And I'm like hmm, subconsciously, I just recreated what I already knew.
0: Oh yeah, but isn't that what like the best thing in life is to do? Just- yeah do what you know
1: yeah exactly it
0: makes it makes total sense yeah Uh, and i mean i've only met you just now but you come off at least online as like a happy person yeah i'm pretty happy yeah yeah but like um is running the business like how do you avoid fatigue
1: (sighs) therapy (laughs) yeah isn't it the best
0: (laughs) yeah my my therapist like no my old therapist she just like stopped taking blue cross which in Rhode island is the largest insurance company yeah, so I've been with that one for a while, which is all right. But I was like, I was like, recently, I was like, man, I kind of.
1: I'm a recent therapy convert. um <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so
0: great. It's the best.
1: Well, and I found it, you know. So it's funny. We, um my husband and I, were t- considering homeschooling, um, and we really were just kind of butting heads and couldn't figure it out. And, like we were just going in circles for months and months and months. We're like, yeah. let's just go see a couples counselor and just like have someone help us talk it out. And so we did that, and we like kind of solve that whole problem and then like other stuff came up my therapist was like well do you want some solo sessions and i was like yeah
0: <laughs> so it's just so funny i'm glad you talk about that, that some mm-hmm. people have shame around it but like you know at least people like in the olden days like this vow of marriage and you'll do anything for each yeah. other. How many people i've met who will do like i would do anything for my partner but i won't go see a therapist with yeah. them and i'm like Talking is the easy part. <laughs> exactly.
1: I mean, therapy is like, uh, because, yeah, it's great. And it's like, we're, especially in this office, and you met Margie here, um, our chief connections officer. um, And, sh- you know, she goes to therapy and she's like really big on like, break the stigma. Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Um, And this just goes into the whole like mental health field that you work in of like there's this such stigma around depression, around therapy and like nobody wants to talk about it like I'm in therapy and it's like dude everyone should be in therapy because everyone has issues or at least things that they could get help with so um, yeah like to answer your question like how do you avoid fatigue I mean it's just self care and a lot of times when you hear self care it's like oh I go to get manicures and pedicures it's like no like you need somebody to talk to you about some things that how you know Mm -hmm. it's just like basically somebody that can help you reframe and tweak what's going on and of course i don't i'm very thankful that i don't suffer from any like mental health illnesses but even so having somebody that can help you reframe some things that are going on and like help you see things in a different light is so helpful
0: that's why i love a podcast i mean like listening to like uh people talk about the mental health issues or whatever if it's like Marin or like now there's a yeah. like the h- hilarious world of depression or it just makes all the difference it's, yeah it's it's so important
1: yeah totally
0: um i was gonna say uh, So like um so you're the virtual assistant uh doing that with kids which bravo i'm about to have my first kid yeah so congratulations yeah, thank you little, when is your uh, wife do may 6th wow yeah it's like real really real and yeah uh, um so we're Beyond excited. Uh, Do you know cool. what you're having? Oh, yeah. Girl, little girl. Oh,
1: have yeah, you named I, her yet? Or are you talking? Uh, sure well, it
0: depends when this secret. comes out. Um, we have a name that we're not telling anyone because everyone <laughs> says <laughs> not to tell anyone because then they can't. Uh, the they can't gallery. make fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> or just like uh, it's really just family. Just. Yeah. Like, oh, everyone has an opinion. So my mm-hmm. family, I think, figured out we have a name, but we were trying to hide it from everyone. Yeah. No, yeah, that's great. And, we
1: with my first child, we kept this. We didn't find out if he was a boy or a girl. Um, so we had like a name we had nathan picked out we're like well if it's if it's a boy we'll name him nathan if it's a girl we couldn't decide so we never had a girl named picked yeah. out which worked out because he ended up being a boy um but then with my daughter we had we we found out the sex i was like you know at the second child you're like whatever just find everything out like yeah. so we found out she was gonna be a girl and then we were thinking of names um and we were thinking of some different ones my Husband and his family really wanted her to be Zelda after his grandmother, and I was like, "We are not naming her Zelda." I thought like, I thought not you a video game. <laughs> no, his grandmother's <laughs> name is Zelda. But that's what I would get all the time, right? Yeah. Video game. I'm like, no. So that's her middle name and her first name is Lucy. <laughs>
0: i never heard anyone met, named Zelda before.
1: Yeah. So when we were thinking about, I mean, she would have been, a, that would have been badass. But again, like yeah. everyone would have made fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or have been yeah. like, oh, video game.
0: So. I and mean, then it's just, I mean, yeah, you're picking like the most popular character of a video game of all time too. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it's cool. Because I mean, so like for us, we had a. Uh, struggle to get pregnant so it was a good it's been a long long journey we did a whole episode about it which oh, was wow. very the- therapeutic yeah uh, so we ended up doing IVF but at one point before we started to to try I'm sure you remember those days I remember I was like all right we're gonna have a kid and I'm gonna have to quit my podcast <laughs> which is my hobby and it's over and I'm never gonna do anything fun yeah. again the rest of my life and then actually from doing like the podcast I met so many people who have hobbies or careers or jobs and kids and I'm so glad I had a little bit of time to be like oh you can do both and you oh, can make yeah. changes I was so stuck in that like way. I was like, we're another kid and I'm going to come home, watch TV every day. Life is over. Kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I just, I, I'm feeling like my life is just actually more like beginning. Like yes. Thinking, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. I totally agree with that. In fact, I'm kind of in this like, since my son, our son is four now, Aww. we're like in this phase of, we're like, so my husband and I were just talking about how like now that Nathan is four years old, wow. we've kind of, um, like, we're coming out of this fog. We're like, oh, you know, we're past, like, the... Am I going to get a full night's sleep tonight? I don't know, or can I do anything? So now it's like we each... We're kind of figuring out this balance between, um, you know, having, like, career and professional ambitions and also spending time with the kids, but not having one. Because for the first couple of years, it's like... Your whole life is your kids, and you, like, can't imagine. Because you're figuring out, like, a whole new life.
0: <laughs> oh, God. As someone... I- asked me to do something in June. I was like, I don't know. I can't, I can't commit to that. Problem. I have no like, idea what's going to be happening my life's in about June. To change. I was like, uh, it, was, it was like a wedding. I was like, I don't, I don't think I can make it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know my sleep schedule. I don't know my life yet. Like, yeah. God forbid something goes wrong. Like, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But that's why I like at inspiration from all the people I talked to and see what you do. I'm like, oh, you have kids and you run a business.
1: But speaking back to the conversation around mental health and depression, I actually feel very strongly about how important it is for and I only speak about moms because I am a mom I can't speak for dads but I'm sure it's the same to have like ambitions and things that you do outside of your kid mm. um so there's like a couple different ways to look at this number one just like having you know a podcast or a blog or a job or a business like something that you work on because kids are these like little mutants that just suck everything out of you and they give you a lot of joy, but they suck a lot out of yeah. you too. And if you don't have something that you're putting like adult creative energy into, then you just die inside.
0: I feel that way about relationships too. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Well, and I have another thought on this too. I think it's also very important. Like, so when your kid is born, you are going to love her like more than you've loved anyone before. Like yeah. you're going to look at your wife and be like, how did I even love you? This kid <laughs> is so much better. Like there really is this, but you have to like actively like make the decision that you focus, like you love your spouse more than the kid. And yeah. it's going to be hard, but that kid is going to piss you off one day. Um, yeah. So I think that's really important too, is not letting the kid take everything from you.
0: Yeah. I'm going to keep that. Just try to hate her a little. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it'll it'll be easy one day <laughs> yeah.
0: i'll give it time yeah i have a nephew who's three and he's the best but sometimes I'm like man you're a dick
1: they're a little and, assholes sometimes
0: yeah. he, he like rats me out and stuff like he, I, we were, I was playing with him and i took all his toys out for him like we were screwing around with he had like these blocks or something i knocked him over so we could play and he runs over and he's like uncle chris made a mess <laughs> man, what the hell, man we're like buds what i thought we had this but it's such a
1: yeah. And they, you know, as babies, they need you 24/7, 24, seven, yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like they need you all the time. But as they get older, they gain a little bit more independence. And then as they get that independence, they need you less. Like, what do you do in those hours that they don't actually need you? Yeah. If you don't have like that creative thing that you're putting your energy into, then you start to feel like empty. And that's where I think depression kicks in for a lot of parents yeah. is they don't have anything to focus on because they're like, well, my kid doesn't need me. And who needs me and they feel like totally like do you watch the show this is us
0: a uh, little bit
1: so well on the season finale they spoiler alert um so well not really but i heard s- it wasn't
0: a good finale
1: um i mean i don't think the show is like amazing but i just watch yeah, it I, i've interviewed
0: someone who was on like an episode oh really I've, i felt that because i was like who was on uh fuck. his name is reggie Watkins. i knew him more from good girls revolt i don't know if you if you watch that no oh um, my the best Amazon show they've ever—it's Mad Men, but good. Okay, but, and then, it's Mad Men, but good. He was in—he was in like and Peel and then he was like Shooter, I think was the guy's name. Oh. He was like one of, the, uh, what's the main dude, the main dad who was in Oh, uh,
1: who was in Gilmore Girls?
0: I never saw that either. Sorry.
1: All right. Well, we're but, we're really failing at this. Yeah, he's just like in one
0: episode, and I <laughs> yeah. was like, I was like, oh, you're in. This is us. He's like, yeah. I was like, you watched like, sorry
1: oh that's really cool well, you have yeah. to look we'll have to look up and see yeah. who that was but there was like a there was a scene where the mom and the dad are like fighting and she you know is a stay-at-home mom and she's like i'm a housewife like my kids don't need me anymore like i and she's like not fulfilled and
0: oh uh, mandy moore
1: yeah yeah
0: i always knew she was a good actress because she was awesome on scrubs
1: <laughs> was she yeah she was on scrubs like a recurring character Oh,
0: uh, jd's girlfriend
1: hmm, are we allowed back. to
0: interact with margie in these scenarios i don't know sure did you watch scrubs for you yeah all
1: right
0: we follow each other online so i feel like we we like all the same stuff like TV, yeah cats tv um i'm pretty much game yeah yeah she was really good in scrubs
1: cool yeah, yeah i think she's a good actress just
0: bad pop culture No little pieces of pop culture nuggets my no best pop
1: culture reference is the walking dead like that's the one show that i can talk a lot about
0: i don't watch it at all Ugh, oh, chris so hate zombies but I love the show Eye Zombie, so I know it's, I'm an enigma here. No. It's really that, well, that's a very good show. I've heard Walking Dead's good. It I, is. It was insane I went to Comic-Con and the panel for that was like You did go pan- yeah. to
1: which um do you remember which of the Walking Dead characters was Negan, that?
0: Negan. I remember the shirt. Negan was there. And he filled up the entire At company. the Providence one? Yeah. Wow. It, it, that thing's fun.
1: When was this cuz he November just November.
0: Oh. 5th? Or something like that. It was in November. That would make sense because was had like, just it was, come um, on the show. Oh my god, the little girl from Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown, mm. was there. And then so <laughs> I, it was like she 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 filled up a pretty good room. And I I was leaving, and then it was Walking Dead was full. And here's the weird thing for anyone out there: this was, threw me off. It was uh, Power Rangers is like apparently the biggest thing in the world, which I did not know. That was cool. It was again. big when
1: my brothers were. It was big when I was young. a kid. Yeah. And then now it's yeah
0: like cool again. Hmm. And it was like, why are you guys here? For, it was like. He's uh oh my god, he was the White Ranger and now he's like a UFC fighter for Christ. That's which is a uh, whole I'd love to psychoanalyze the shit out of that dude. Like right? Wait, and, like
1: Jesus Christ? Yeah.
0: That that Christ. Wow. <laughs> I know. Isn't that weird?
1: Interesting. I know. Wait, a UFC fighter for, for Christ.
0: Christ. Yeah, I think that's like digging. Like the he's Bible. on
1: Team Jesus Christ. No,
0: I, I don't I don't I don't i <laughs> just guess. Are we
1: still on basic live? That's, that's
0: fine with me. I I, I don't have, get embarrassed easy. This is usually how these go. And they're pretty weird. Uh yeah. Is do you think there's like another person who's like team? Yeah, why I, wish new I don't world. know anything Religion. about the fighting world. I don't know. Or related for me, I was like, team. I was like, what do, who do Jewish people believe in? I was like, oh, awesome. Jesus. Uh, God. Team Allah? <laughs> is there like a Team Allah? Probably I have not no it. idea.
1: Religion okay. is not the topic yeah. to ask me about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is, that's why everyone on Facebook Live is like, <laughs> Well, so how did uh, Interview Connections, you started, uh, you were a virtual assistant, and yeah. then you started this from home, and then I guess yeah. you moved into an office. It's just super exciting. Yes,
1: we were, so I was at home for the first two and a half years, and then when Nathan was two and a half, my daughter Lucy was born, and at that point, Jamie, my husband, got a job working from home, so he started working from home, and then um, I got an office outside the house. It was just like basically a little bit bigger than the room that we're in right now. And then Mar I hired Margie into the business. Um, she was doing contract work first in Colorado, then she moved back, was working from home, hired her full time. So it was funny because when she was in the office, um, we would try I would like schedule her to be in the office like when I wasn't doing a podcast or when we didn't have calls. But eventually, like a big part of our work is calling clients and yeah. calling people. And um, I talked pretty pretty loud <laughs> and she she like looked over at me and she's like, so, oh, and I would do calls, like, with these big-ass headphones on. <laughs> so I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. And she would look over and she'd be like, um, so I can't really do calls with you at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, well, maybe we could look into, like, a room divider or something to, like, block the sound. And I was like, or we could just move into a new office, which was like, I was kind of saying it jokingly. But then that week I went home and Jamie's like, yeah, I think I want to move, like, work outside the house. I think I need to change the scenery because the kids are now in like preschool all day. So originally we were working from home. So we were also around the kids a lot. But then when they were, they're now at school all day, we're like, well, working from home is just kind of working from home with nobody there. So we were like, wait a second. So if Jamie moves, into an office with us, then our home office could then be a playroom. And it like expands our living area by like an entire room. So, so yeah, that's what we did. We found this office space, which is like amazing. I mean, it's 2,300 square feet. It's a five minute drive from our house. So it's super close. So, you know, we share a car so we can either, you know, we drive back and forth together most of the time, or, you know, it's on the bus line. So he just hops on the bus and goes home early to get the kids so it's great so now we have like all this extra space in our house because now he's not working from home and we've got this big office space so
0: how did you and margie meet because aaron told me uh, aaron alexander she yeah this, that you guys are like uh what's like the leslie nope uh we're like, perkins like leslie nope
1: and Anne perkins yeah.
0: <laughs> she didn't use those words but that's what i gathered from her. margie
1: is beautiful Anne,
0: yeah. <laughs> so who's Anne? yeah who's Ann and who's leslie here i
1: i think i'm leslie in this situation uh, yeah um, That's what I was
0: gathering, because I know you guys are always posting about the office. I'm like, from what I can see from afar. Or were Michael a Scott
1: and Dwight Schrute. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marky with the hard G. <laughs> and
0: then, uh, I was trying to think. Now you would make... <laughs> No, Karen Filippelli. Oh, represent. Karen Filippelli. Karen Filippelli. You gotta say the Italian gym. You guys so, gotta get a receptionist named Pam. And do oh yeah, we're years. comparing
1: everyone in the office to yeah, you know, um, the Office characters. Um, so Marky, I actually hired at Clean Water Action oh, like you stole years her. ago. So we, so well, it's funny because I hired her there when I was canvas directing, and I hired her as a canvasser, and then she became a manager and the Austin, Texas office was looking for a field manager to do a cross train, which is like a temporary, like one month thing. I'm like, Hey, Margie, do you want to go to Austin? And she's like, yeah. And then she never came back and she just moved to Austin. So she worked in the Austin office. Um, And then she went to teach uh, English in Taiwan. And, um, and after that we kind of lost touch and she was like traveling the world and doing all this stuff. And I think at one point she was in Long Island waiting tables or something, (laughs) and then um so and then we reconnected actually on Facebook I saw she posted that her dad died and she was she her mom and dad had like all these cats and dogs and she's like I need to have all my parents animals be adopted and I was like hey we were down by a cat um so I was like well we only have one cat now like how about we just she was first just asking people to foster And I was like, hey, I can foster your cat. So she's very good at targeting. So she's like, well, could you? And targeting is like asking for what you want. Um, So I fostered the cat and then fostered her a little longer. And then after, and the, the cat, her name is Kitten. Margie named her um, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm gonna get this little kitten and then I get this huge like long haired cat Aww. but she was very sweet and she had been living um in the basement with like a lot of other animals so when she got to our house I mean with most cats most cats um in general they're like when you change environments they're all like freaked out yeah. so it took it in a really long time to get comfortable in our house she would hide behind desks or hide in like the basement and spaces. In our bathroom there's this like size like this big very very small if you can't obviously you can't see me and she would crawl in there like she's a big cat and she would crawl in there and so two three months she finally started warming up and I'm like, I can't make this cat move again. it just <sighs> took her three months to warm up to us so um yeah so we we kept her and then it was like a little while maybe like a year after that Margie saw that I was looking for someone to do guest booking work from home and she quit her job she was doing um uh, working at a jewelry store in colorado she quit that job and at the same time was like applying to work with me um before i even offered her the position she had already quit so she was like jumping really off And you. but yeah she was um yeah then she came on board she was working from home in colorado and then um moved back to rhode island like a year or so later and um history the rest is history
0: (laughs) you guys are on this strange startup journey (laughs) yes yes in rhode island of all places
1: hashtag startup life (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. which is which is it's taken off here a little yeah i think it's which i'm so happy to see like yeah i guess i i I, yeah we're not from here so i feel like you're not from rhode island you tend to like it a lot more
1: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i I know rhode islanders can be pretty self-loathing it's a
0: new england thing because right. I'm from Connecticut, and I won't say anything positive about that at all. <laughs> it's just people in the Northeast are just like just assholes.
1: Yeah. At, at the
0: core, I think at the core, people are more nice, very nice. But like, uh, this is a hard shell. Everyone's anyone yeah. from the South who comes up here says that about us. Yeah. Like, have like, you ever been out like? I'm sure you've been out like West or whatever. Like, I went to like, California or Iowa. Everyone, I remember being like Iowa and seeing this like scary looking biker dude walking into a gas station. Like, stops. He's like, there you go, sir. I was, like, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm flying to San Diego on Wednesday, actually. So uh, I go I out really west a lot. I go to Florida a bunch. And I'm on my last flight back from Florida a couple weeks ago. Um you know, it's just kind of like like small talk as you're getting on the plane and the pilot's giving you whatever the weather is for your destination, and it's like snowing in Rhode Island, and we're leaving like the sunny weather. <laughs> huh. And I was like, and I kind of just said, like, oh, goodbye, son. And the woman next to me, who's, you know, a New Englander, she was just like, "Yeah, good rent is palm trees. I'm happy to be going home like something. like oh, she's like, Florida stinks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be there instead of being cold. Are you kidding? <laughs> I know it's it's yeah. so funny about it. My my wife's boss has a saying that uh uh what is it? All right, so if you were to walk into a bar in Rhode Island and say something negative about it, someone's going to buy you a drink. If you walk into a bar in Texas and say something negative about Texas, you're going to get you're going to get in a fight. Oh yeah, I was like, that's so accurate. Yeah, it is so true about the Northeast. We're just like,
1: "Eh," I love it. We're we're super bitter here.
0: I know, (laughs) and but but I love it. I'm like, I'm not from Rhode Island. This place is great. I know it's so pretty.
1: It's affordable. You can live like in walking distance to the bay.
0: You're by the ocean right now.
1: Literally, like, we had a walking, t- like, for a team meeting earlier today. We're like, all right, let's go for a walk. And five minutes, we're sitting on the water.
0: I, I, and now, like, so much of the things of culture that I thoroughly enjoy are, like, leaving big cities and coming to small cities. Yeah. So, like, I mean, when I, when I was living on, like, the West End, I was like, I could walk to a coffee shop, a comic book store. Uh, yeah. flower shop, record shop, yeah. multiple restaurants. I my my neighborhood restaurant was lily fuller's oh like, i love that the, place yeah then that, yeah. And i live in like uh south side and it's mm-hmm. it's cool but it's not yeah. like the West Side. but it's just like and i find that in providence so it's like uh there's just so much cool stuff here mm-hmm. and i'm always like an advocate for it i'm like i'm not leaving this place i'm just i'm, I'm staying here forever
1: i know really. i love rhode island I like- yeah, me too
0: I it's can't great. think
1: of where else I would wanna live right now. And my
0: family's close enough by mm-hmm. like my parents are two hours away, my brother's about a half hour away now, so like this is this is it. This, yeah. is, this is wonderful. <laughs> Well, so I wanted to actually ask you more about Interview Connections. Like, what does it do for people who don't know? Yes. So
1: we are the premier guest booking agency for podcasters and guest experts. So our market, who we work with, are entrepreneurs and small business owners, um, people that maybe have, like, one to five employees. I mean, one one of our clients I was talking today has over 100 employees, so there's... You know, our clients are typically doing over a half million in revenue or more a year. Um, so they're big businesses. They're they're small businesses by definition, but they're doing well. Um, and so they work with us. We find podcasts that are a good fit for them that mm. are in their target market. And we get them booked for interviews where they can be featured to talk about their expertise. Um, and then we also work with podcasters. So mm. we have clients who host a podcast that need guests um typically the podcasters that we work with are business owners so the podcast is a marketing tool for their business mm-hmm. so we find guests that are good experts to talk to on their show this
0: is why i love what you do is such an entrepreneur brain compared to me i was like oh cool podcast and then you're like look at this thing it's like let me identify the need area and then create a new space and like I mean, just it's like just talent booking for like a talk yeah show. exactly I mean, that's how i i had to like yeah. understand i was like oh it's like the people who work at conan
1: Totally. Yeah. We're talent bookers. In fact, I heard, um, I listened to the daily show podcast without John Stewart.
0: Oh yeah. That's very good. I don't yeah, know yeah. if they're
1: still publishing. I listened to it a while back. Um, when Jon Stewart was hosting the daily yeah, show yeah. and it was great. Cause it was like the daily show without Jon Stewart. Now there's no deal. There's no Jon Stewart on the daily Ooh. show, but, uh, they, one of the people that they interviewed um, or was co-hosting was one of the bookers. And I was like geeking out. I should find that episode, actually. I sent it to the team at the time, like a year or two ago. And I was like, guys, listen to this interview. This is the booker for The Daily Show. That's what you do. It's what we do, but for The Daily Show. Like, yeah. it was so cool. Um, So, yeah, there's bookers for all these d- major. So, it's funny because sometimes I'll work with a client and they their show gets so big that I say you're ready for an in-house booker like Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to talk myself out of a client but you're at the point where you need somebody that works for you personally and that you can micromanage because like Mm. we're an agency so they come and they work with us and we have a certain way of doing things once you get to a certain point you need in-house staff yeah so that's kind of you know when shows reach that point of like the daily show level or the npr podcast level Mm -hmm. when they need their own staff Uh, but for our clients it's people that they're not at that level um, but they are successful enough where they can't they don't have time to do it themselves they have a business that they're running
0: i mean i mean i do it myself yeah i never knew this was a skill set yeah was just like i was like oh i've just been doing this for fun and then like i was looking through it one day of something i was like wow i've done a lot yeah. And like, and like, someone will, like, someone says, like, something nice to me or I get a good, good guess. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, wait, you don't know how to do that? What? <laughs> and I know. It's, I think it's really fun. It's yeah. like the part of the job I actually, well, for what I do, it's the part of the hobby I actually really enjoy is the chase. Exactly. But, exactly. It, but it makes so much sense, which is so interesting because, I mean, I'm fascinated by the podcast industry because what, it's what, I think 11 years old? Yep essentially yeah 10 yep. years terrible name podcast is the worst <laughs> worst first name and it was made by apple because mm-hmm. of ipods which right. don't even exist
1: right nobody even uses ipods yeah. anymore
0: i don't think they even make them to be honest i think they are out they
1: of probably pressure. make like little shuffles and yeah, yeah like, ipod yeah, touches okay. for the sense. kids
0: yeah and um <laughs> it just i know there's someone uh, this gentleman named mark hirshon is great comedy uh podcast he writes about podcasts a lot hmm. and he's really trying to push for soundcast but it's not catching on <laughs> i think it's too late right like it's, yeah it's too late to rebrand an entire industry for everyone to get exactly that you know, like, know we with it
1: rob Walsh is the i think he's like the vp of podcast relations i don't know he's like um high up with libson
0: oh yeah yeah i see him everywhere. and
1: it, he's like the name is podcast it's not being rebranded just get used to it it's, that's the definitely. name <laughs> yeah. like it's there's no point in trying to rename a thing that has been known that way for 11 it, years yeah
0: and I, I remember i was talking to this wonderful gentleman uh he runs uh, laughable which is a podcast app it's a mm. like comedy focused and it's a startup and he was just kind of we were talking and i was like why is apple they just didn't do anything with podcasting It's like well, they're a big enough company, and their revenue streams are coming from somewhere else. And their whole idea was to let third parties just kind of come in and do what they want with it, because they just didn't care. And it's fun seeing people like him and people like you, who are mm-hmm. like... Uh, I mean, now you have, like, Farrell Audio and uh, Midroll. And there's there's all these new seed companies that seem to be very New York, LA-based. Yeah. So I'm in a bunch of po- podcast groups we are always all looking out for jobs. And like in my head, I was like, that's never going to happen in Rhode Island. And then, here you are. Here we are. So, Rhode Island people, keep your eyes open, but... <laughs> it's yeah. you're 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 in the wild west and mm-hmm. not only that like um you're female yeah which is you have to fight twice as hard in the business world because you yeah you, you ever seen that thing online it's like uh top ceos of fortune 500 companies named jim six percent yes <laughs> top women ceos two
1: yeah <laughs> i mean yes totally we were having a great conversation because i have an all-female staff um and we were just talking about like writing emails how you know i was i was telling them i'm like don't use the word just because it's apologetic and mm. as women we're always apologizing for what we're saying mm-hmm. so i am told all the time i'm aggressive i'm assertive i'm direct and i'm like would i be told that that was the way i was if i was a man no yeah i and would just be <laughs> yeah so um yeah as a woman ceo as a woman entrepreneur. Yeah, you definitely have to be really direct and confident and assertive and honestly aggressive. I mean,
0: (laughs) so anyone would. But those are just different lessons, which I I love. I love seeing Mm -hmm. that uh, this new industry, which it it is pretty male, white male dominated. Yes, it it is getting better. Mm -hmm. And um, so and I'm happy when every. Uh, one of the, the best things I ever did for my show when I was just like I to look back at my list I was like there's a lot of white dudes on here mm-hmm. so I just made a conscious effort to have less white yes, guys on and everything exactly. everything like my my numbers started to get better my connections with people the way I learned to communicate with people um, I think I should <laughs> today I was driving I was like I should uh, live up to the stereotype and just interrupt you the entire time <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should explain me you should be like now do you know how to use these microphones sweetie <laughs> let me explain to you how
0: you'd run your business <laughs> Like, yeah, and it, it, it's something I am passionate about social justice as well. Yeah, and so I was, I was like, this is so awesome.
1: Yeah, well, I'm really big into social justice too. In fact, I um, a couple months ago, uh, specifically after the women's march, I was really inspired to really actually write out like, what is my mission statement for this mm. business? And so, interview connections, we our mission is to connect entrepreneurs for podcast interviews and to create valuable employment opportunities for working mothers and women um that's not to say we won't hire people that aren't working mothers or women but it's you know white men have had it okay for quite some time i don't
0: you know like, the men, the they men don't need this. affirmative <laughs>
1: action for them so yeah um yeah. but yeah i mean you know i think we have we have good jobs um like i'm hiring for jobs that are i think good and um And I'm pretty understanding and flexible with, um, you know, with parents and things like that. So, and that's important to me. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs, like, they're like, I'm not in business to create jobs. I'm in business to make a profit and make money. And it's like, yeah, it goes without saying that I want to make money. But at the same time, I want this to be a business that impacts the lives of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And if I can build my business, build a team and create jobs that not only make my business and service more valuable to my clients, but then... Are valuable to the people that are fulfilling those positions, that's just a win win.
0: That's good business. I mean, you have yeah. higher retention. I mean, I worked at Starbucks for like four years, and I worked there for three years longer than I needed to, mm-hmm. three and a half years longer than <laughs> I needed to. Got the job for insurance, like most people. Yeah, yeah. And then just liked it because I got treated so well there. I heard
1: that Starbucks gives you a money coach if you work there and you uh, want a coach. I don't know if that's like not new. when I was
0: there, but I've so been gone for a while. Yeah,
1: my brothers both worked at Starbucks um, for a stint uh, over the past couple of years, and they said that like there was a money coach that if mm-hmm. they wanted help with like how to manage their finances, Starbucks. Provided that, which is great. I think that's huge. And the Starbucks CEO is a really good example of a CEO that is mindful of social justice and doesn't hide his politics because he's afraid of people disagreeing with him. Yeah. Which, like, I've been kind of on this journey of finding the balance to do that because I don't want to be like so outspoken politically where people get turned off. But at the same time, politics is not something you can just turn off. It Mm. is life. Like everything in our life is dictated by politics and political issues that to an extent you can't completely ignore it.
0: Well, you're a business owner now, so those policies are going to affect you. If it's tax code or yeah. even local stuff, like, I mean, local politics or you worked in politics, of course. Yeah, you're yeah. Hide it. yeah. The climate as is right now, like, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like I have to stand up and say something. Um, but I always I talk to Aaron at work about. It, we always talk about it. We're like, we're just not going to talk about it because you and I both agree, and mm-hmm. I have I have nothing new to bring against. why yeah. Trump is terrible. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, unless yeah. someone has a difference. And it's thing, interesting I because
1: like you know a lot of businesses that are not that don't treat their employees well and that don't think about you know creating good jobs like that's not something that they want to do or it's not a part of their mission or their goal is they a lot of business owners will try to get by with the cheapest possible labor and I just don't think that's smart business like
0: those I think last.
1: when you take care of your employees and when you treat them well They want to work for you Mm -hmm. and they want to do a good job. And, um, you know, there's a constant balance. Like you're never going to be anyone's, you know, you're never going to please everyone. And people are always going to want more than you can give them because at the end of the day, it's like it's a still business. I don't offer health insurance. I can't like it's freaking expensive, but it's like I will offer six days of PTO a year. Not required, but I'll do it because. Come on, at the end of the day, I can handle that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And schedule. schedule. is so important. I mean I've yeah. worked overnights. I've worked mm-hmm. every shitty schedule you could ever imagine. This first this job I have now is my first nine to five I've been doing the last mm-hmm. two years. I'm never leaving it. Yeah. I'm never going back to nights. I'm never doing weekends again. Right. I'm so over that. Oh yeah.
1: And then once you have kids, working yeah. nights and weekends, it's like Just unless no. it's, you know, on your own terms, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah.
0: I, I kinda wanna stick around and see her a little. <laughs>
1: yeah totally
0: <laughs> it's a new age uh so yeah. I'm, I'm really focused on like i love talking with people about like the industry of podcasting mm-hmm. where do you see it in the future i think there's only uh more growth within it and i think we're seeing like like your business makes so much sense and i'm mm-hmm. surprised that there's not more of these places around i think you're gonna see more of it oh
1: there's a lot of them popping up um there's definitely a lot um yeah. I mean, growth, definitely. I think the barrier to entry is going to get a lot smaller. So more and more people are going to start podcasting. Um, I think similarly to people having blogs, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone and their mom, you know, at one point had a blog or they're oh, journaling. No. I think that that's a potential of podcasting is that mm-hmm. more people just start podcasting mm-hmm. to personal you know, to journal their lives. Yeah. Um, I think there is still just the fact that you need a microphone and speaking into a microphone is probably a barrier enough yeah. um, for a lot of people to keep a lot of people out. But I do think that it's kind of become more and more common. You know, it's funny because I had this guy here earlier today. We we're looking at getting like an awning over the building and, and I was telling him about what we do. And I was like, we're podcast booking." you know what a podcast is? And he was just like, he's like the 60 year old man. He's like, uh, no. And I was like, here's a copy of my
0: book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean he he didn't even know what a
0: podcast was. So it, it's because I it's um fascinates me because I'm like podcasting isn't new. Yeah. It's just old time radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's just repackaged. Like when I was a kid, I would with my grandparents and their they had a summer home in upstate New York, we would sit around the fire and listen to like Prairie Home Companion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is all it is, Grandma. Like you would love this. Like you don't have yeah. to listen to my podcast, you wanna to listen to me talk to like someone in the entertainment world or whatever. Uh-huh. But like you can listen to serial uh, you yeah. can listen to it's it's just time and audio yeah. you could do anything with it exactly so and now with that whole tripod thing which has been huge it's so happy to see all the leaders of the podcast and industry um it is a nice industry yeah i've gotten to talk to people from people are really nice yeah like super nice so like to yeah. a level you're like and everyone's like really are they, you're that nice like it, it, it's cool i think everyone's yeah. kind of looking for authenticity and yeah like I have, one of my favorite examples is there's this wonderful show called The Unreadable Rant, and I interviewed the producer and the host to come on my show and become friends with them. And like, and it's a pretty good show, but they have like actual celebrities. They've had like really big names. And their uh, executive producer, their booker, David, who's mm-hmm. her husband, um, he just kept getting asked by people on Twitter, like, how do you get such good guests? So instead of keeping a trade secret, he made a YouTube instructional video for everyone, document exactly this is how you get a guess this yes. is your one sheet this is your yes this is how you when you should ask people he's like okay yeah. this is only work for me and yes gave it to everyone and which is like. i think that's
1: me, amazing yeah. and i'm i've created so many videos and blog posts and podcasts because i'm like i will tell you how i do everything like it's not a secret it's not rocket science no. um you know like <laughs> in kind of like was joking with margie i'm like you don't even need a high school diploma to work here you just need to be able to have good grammar be able to write an email be professional with people like is not that's how you book guests that's how you get oh, people yeah. on shows is you just you know you're persistent you're confident you know how to write a good email like it's not but yep. also and then from the podcast persp- podcaster's perspective having a good show like oh, just having a Everything. good show. Yeah. People are like, "How do I book the celebrities?" I don't know. Have a show that they would want to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Mary and Blake Larson?
0: I know the name. They're
1: in the Facebook group, the Rhode Island podcasters group. They, yes, yes. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: have a fan podcast um, called The Leftovers. Oh,
0: they're got in the creators on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. And
1: it's like, I don't think there's any other trade secret other than they created a really good fucking show. Yep. And they asked them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I had one. Of my <laughs> and they go
1: to like road. the conferences and stuff and the cons for the show. So yeah. they, they get out there and they meet people, but it's just hustling and it's just using
0: mm-hmm. sales skills. It, it really is. I, I, I talked to a Simpsons writer and I'm fan- Simpsons fanatic. And I like I had people like, oh my God, how'd you do it? I was like, all right, it's really simple. I just asked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was polite, I was professional, yeah. and I was persistent. And, yeah. Uh, and timing, you know. I, yes. I. Kept my eyes open. I waited, mm-hmm. and his new Netflix show was about to start. And then I saw he did a different show, and went just he had open DMs on Twitter. I was like, "Hey, here I am, quick and short. Short yeah. important. Yeah. no one want to read like four pages of. Here's why you you'd be good on my show. No one gives a shit." <laughs>
1: yeah they know the drill yeah. the bigger the guest the more they know the drill
0: yeah and don't ask for a lot of people's time mm-hmm. like ask for 30 minutes and maybe they'll give you an hour but just yeah and be respectful of totally that totally keep it's, the ask really simple yeah.
1: and then don't give them like a million hoops to jump through mm-hmm. like just tell them like when you want to interview them
0: (laughs) yeah here's my time here's my skype you want to be on the phone
1: fine just call in like who cares uh, if the sound quality is bad it's amazing guests it's an amazing you know focus on the content like oh i need you to be on skype and i need you to just focus on getting the guest you want
0: exactly which round brings me to your newly rebranded podcast Mm -hmm. interview connections and I, i swear to god i had this thought as i listened to your podcast and i was like you're giving this away for free. <laughs> like you literally have given away some of the best about you and yeah. your guests. I've been listening to it. I've been learning. last like few months. I've been getting like really getting more professional and taking my podcast more serious. And the how to rock the podcast. I was like, like you're just giving away like yeah. I'm like wow. The, yeah. The best things I heard on your podcast with oh I where his name. He's from Bad Rhino. Is that one? Of oh, them?
1: Marty McDonald.
0: Yes, he said on your podcast. Uh, He's just like, your audience is going to leave you and they're going to come back. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. That's why my numbers go up and down and up and down. People just yeah. disappear for a little bit and yeah. then they come back. And I was like, I was like, that's not in a book. That wasn't hidden. He was just like free information. Yeah,
1: that's actually a really good point. And like I'm a perfect example of that, like from the listener's perspective, because I, you know, I move offices over this month. Like I've had so much going on. I have not listened to a podcast in like yeah. a week. And I used to listen to like 10 episodes a week of various yeah. podcasts. I literally like not only haven't had the time but i haven't had the mental energy to consume content yeah. and so i just haven't listened but you know what I, things will settle down and i will go back to all those shows so all these shows i have not downloaded because i've been busy so they're probably thinking oh my god my episodes aren't good my my no people just get busy and they they leave and then they come back
0: it's not like a tv <laughs> show like unless it's like serial it's um non episodic so like right. I, I listen i go th- oh, your interview connections Recently rebranded from for yeah. Success. Right, there. right, right, right. Uh, I don't listen to every one of your episodes, but mm-hmm. I, I, my dream is, I'm sure everyone's, is just subscribe and cherry pick. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, I don't expect I
1: every episode to be something that people like. Um, and every episode isn't designed for every listener. So the people that want to start a podcast, they're going to listen to the ones focused on podcast hosts. The ones about getting investors by being a guest probably isn't up your alley, but maybe there's the content that you know what I mean? So it's like specific episodes are designed for certain kinds of people. And so you actually, you wrote a book too. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Do you sleep? Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) About that. Uh, And all about podcasts, which I've been, I've been flumming through And It's the same thing. I'm like, you're just giving away like the best information for people. So I don't know what the hell. Yeah. Thank you. You're (laughs) welcome. It's great. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so how did you find – what was your journey into podcasting? Did you just find them at random like most of us?
1: So uh, the first podcast I ever consumed was a yoga video podcast. Mm-hmm. Back in 2010, Um, I was looking for uh, – I was doing yoga like at home with DVDs I got at Target. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, back when we used DVDs. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I was it. like – I just remember clicking around on my computer and I was like, oh, maybe I can just buy one on iTunes and then I saw, like I searched, you know, yoga and I'm looking at whatever I could buy. And then I thought, wait, what's this podcast thing? Wait, this is free. Right. I could just take this class and every week this guy, Chaz Ruff will put out new episodes. This is awesome. And this, so that was the first podcast that I, um, that I subscribed to. And then, so my husband, Jamie's really into podcasts. So he would, I mean, always have NPR, like we have NPR on, on yeah, every day, every here. single day. So that's more radio, but then that kind of gets you into podcasts because you realize like all those shows are on podcasts and then Yeah. And then after I got into my business, then all the marketing podcasts. That's yeah. when I really started subscribing and listening to specific
0: shows. And then the entrepreneur is like, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, I don't think I actually subscribed to podcasts until after I started working with them. Yeah. I would just listen to the different shows on NPR. But mm-hmm. because before that it was like you had to have an iPod and pretty much sync it to your computer.
0: Oh my God, you're right. You
1: know, it wasn't just like an a- native app on your phone that like app it wasn't is even now. There yet. I
0: forgot about that. I, I, could, know. I could give me flashbacks like 10 years ago. So you really yes. had to try yeah. to listen to that. Yeah. Them. I remember I used to listen to on my computer. Yeah. And that was it. I didn't have an iPod. And I was
1: working, I mean, before I started my business, I was working for Clean Water Action. We were canvassing. So whenever I was in the car, we were pretty much just listening to music. So yeah, I didn't really listen to podcasts until I started booking interviews for them <laughs> that's kind <of> i <laughs> thought
0: you were like i was wondering if you were like in the groundwork
1: i was right. not i'm no. not a grandmother of podcasting. no not me that's that's what we call the people that have been podcasting for like 10 years now yeah. I'm, I'm relatively new in in podcasting
0: well, i think it's well, the interesting thing i find about podcast is um people who make shows and no, and no disrespect them but they don't market. And it, I guess there used to be a belief if you just make a good show that someone's gonna find it, and that is just such yeah, bl- that's just not gonna happen anymore. There's too much out there. If you yeah. don't market your show, yeah, no one is gonna find it. I
1: did an episode of my podcast um back a year or two ago with uh, Joel Bogus and his wife Dr. Pay King whatever um, and we talked about the balance of like creating a really good show and marketing because. There are some shows that are so amazing. Episode one drops. They put the word out and it spreads like wildfire because yeah. word of mouth marketing referrals and people saying, Hey, listen to this, listen, this, listen, this. That's the most effective form of advertising mm-hmm. you're ever going to find. At the same time, most shows aren't good when they first start out. So you have to do marketing to get the word out <laughs> and to get people hooked on it um, in the beginning. So I think it's a balance because a lot of people, put so much focus on marketing that then they aren't focusing on yeah. making making a good show. So my show, The Podcast Producers, that I co-host with Corey Coates, we haven't done a ton of marketing with that show, but we grew a pretty good size engaged audience because it was, like, really good. And it is really good. We're actually yeah. working on our third season now. We're sponsored by Shure, hence all the Shure microphones that oh. we have around. Yeah. So that show is kind of an example but at the same time Corey and i did market it we did market it to our current audiences so it's not like we didn't do any marketing but it wasn't like a huge marketing campaign yeah
0: yeah i, I joke
1: because uh, in our google drive folder there's a document called marketing plan
0: it's never been open
1: and it's that's all it says marketing <laughs> <Yeah>. plan
0: <laughs> i have a big social media fan I, yeah it's, it's um, cool <laughs> and so i i'm curious i know you also hope i said that and i'm like well i'll figure that out <laughs> you, you also speak at podcast fest so like i mean you're you are in the ground you're in the trenches yeah you're yeah like, so i go leaders.
1: i'm flying out to san diego on wednesday i'm speaking on a panel at po- uh, social media marketing world mm. and i was just at podfest in orlando florida speaking i ran a i facilitated a panel of three of my guest expert clients um and then i'll be at podcast movement and then FinCon. So I have, um, yeah, I sponsor a lot of these conferences and I speak at as many as I can. How does
0: someone get into that like movement? Because I did this for so long and my whole idea was like, I'll just do it. See what happens. Yeah. And now I've gotten this point. I was like, I want so much more out of this. Yeah. So that's why I have been like, kind of following you. Um, is like, it's you, definitely you know, about I...
1: all the relationships. Yeah. And, you know, they're saying like, it's all about who, you know, yeah. it's all about who knows you. So actually, getting known by the people that you want something from, whether it's a speaking opportunity or a job or anything, you name it, like getting known by them and having a relationship with them, is definitely is definitely the key. Um,
0: What do you speak about at these things? So
1: I speak about being a guest on podcasts and how to. Grow your business by appearing yeah. as a guest expert on podcasts. Wow, that's
0: awesome. So, one yeah. of the best tips I think you shared was encouraging people to do like improv and getting people off mic. And yeah, like, that was a
1: really fun episode. Did yeah. you listen to that episode? No, I was or? Your memes. Okay, yeah. So, there's a whole podcast episode about that with a woman who's the director of the Providence Improv Guild. Oh, yeah, Pig. Pig, yeah. yeah. So, I'm drawing a blank actually on her name. Um, sarbel because I interviewed her but I'm just drawing a blank right now um but yeah that's a really fun episode and it was such a light bulb moment for me because even like Margie and I are working on getting this interview connections podcast going again and we're sitting here the, like last week working on just going through, I mean, we recorded a bunch and just trashed everyone. Cause oh, we're like oh, trying yeah, yeah. to, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we're like, we need some improv. Like we need to loosen up. And like, yeah. cause we just felt so, it, it felt like I was podcasting for the first time all over again. I'm just like, oh, yes. welcome to the interview. connections podcast. just <laughs>
0: podcast? Yeah, it's, it, it's a skill to make someone feel comfortable and it's yeah. hard.
1: Yeah, it's exactly. Hard. And like to be comfortable re- for yourself too. Yeah, cause yeah. like I've done a thousand podcast interviews, but it was Margie's first time podcasting. So I was like, and this is, I mean, I started a podcast with my husband too. And it's like, I tried to not like dominate it. And like, so I want them to feel comfortable, but I also like, yeah,
0: it's, 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 it's just a journey. It, <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Yeah, it's um, what, I love that what you're doing here. And I think it's cool that the podcast community is actually growing f- from digital to more in person. Like I went to one in uh, Boston, which was a wonderful, yeah. wonderful experience. Yeah.
1: Did you go to podcast New England?
0: Like What's a couple that? years ago? No, I never thought of doing any of that stuff. I don't know. I was such a fool. I didn't know.
1: It was a little event. I uh, met... Um. Oh, my God. What was his name? He was just here. I'm really bad at remembering names. Like, I've met so many people now oh, yeah, doing yeah, this yeah. that I... But he came... He's in our Facebook group.
0: Did he help set up?
1: Yeah, he came and helped set was up. his name Jacob? Yes, Jacob. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I totally I just, forgot. I went
0: with him. I. Turned, he was the first person I ever met from podcasting. Yeah. I feel like I did this in a bubble forever. Mm-hmm. Up until... I guess it, it did. I think everyone has the same story where it did feel like a bubble. Yeah. And now the bubble is either bursting or expanding rather. And more yeah. and more people are doing things. And it's it's great. Yeah. Like, I felt bad because
1: like I actually met him at Podcast New England at that event a couple years ago. And then he came to the office and I was like, hey, nice to meet you. And then I realized, oh, wait, oh, wait nice. I met you and I had lunch with you.
0: Uh, yeah yeah. Was, <laughs> i felt
1: like such an idiot <laughs>
0: oh he's a, the nicest dude but i
1: was like i was pregnant at the time
0: <laughs> Oh, you, pregnancy brain Pregnancy brain. You get, you get away with that yeah yeah no it's cool it's nice to see that here because he's i went to he invited me to a podcast meetup in rhode island and i couldn't mm-hmm. make it and yeah. i was talking about it and he's like said it wasn't really i like that
1: he's trying to organize those yeah, it's really nice ending... i i want to do one here
0: <laughs> yeah oh my god the one in, um rhode island i heard isn't really any podcasters but then you started that group and i was like there's more
1: of us." Here. oh no the meetup that it's like we're not. They're like not podcasters. They're yeah, like listeners.
0: Yeah, that's what you told me. Yeah. Mary like, and
1: Blake cool. went to one, and she was like, "Yeah, none of them actually host podcasts." Yeah, like,
0: yeah, the Jacob told me we went to the one in PRX in Boston. Yeah. Which if you ever get the chance to go to that, oh, cool. That was like a game changer. Yeah. So I was like,
1: wow. Yeah.
0: Man, this is cool. Yeah. There's others and like especially because it's like Cambridge. Uh huh. Like, Crowd. oh yeah i bet it's a yeah. whole other crowd. it was it, it was cool like yeah it was, it was like some like documentary filmmakers and journalists and then, then people like me and then jacob was there and it's really nice it's cool it's, it's really cool now re- before we wrap it up is like anything we miss do i we don't think good? so that was every- i think we spots? talked about everything all right I'm, yeah pl- I, I do like an intro in the front yeah
1: so, totally um
0: yeah, well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank
1: you so much for doing this. This was super fun. This, like, broken, the whole mic setup. This was, yeah. it actually got me to install everything, so I, I appreciate you coming down.
0: Oh, I've always wanted to do one in a studio, so this is, like, one of my pod dreams coming so true. Fun. So Thank you yep. for doing that.
1: Yeah, awesome. cool. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court Parts shows, visit cortemarts.com.